I'm Drea. I'm Meg. I'm Tina. And I'm Jess. And this is Pardon My Stash. Welcome to Pardon My Stash, a podcast about knitting within the fiber arts and how awesome it is. Before we get into today's topics, let's check out what we're working on this week, Jess. So I have cast on my make-along project for the Pardon My Stash tea, tea Cozy. Um, I'm doing the Knit Flower Basket Tea Cozy by Lily's Sugar and Cream, in which you're supposed to use the sugar and cream yarn which I could be doing because I have a lot of it because I use it for my, uh, and how I'm a groomies and stuff a lot of the time, but it's really big and I didn't want a tea cozy that big. So I'm actually just using some like minis of random, like yarn of ours from critical hit dies in a fingering weight to make it smaller. And I'm doing it that way. So Right now I'm using, I'm pretty sure this is a, a, either a first run of Barrett or a, um, mini skein that got mixed in with Bronze Dragon. I'm not sure which one it is. I'm pretty sure it's a mini of Barrett. That is not Bronze Dragon. Yeah. Bronze Dragon doesn't so, have that much red. That's true. So it's, it's, it's an early mini of Barrett and I'm making the basket part of this and that's what I'm doing. Tina? Well, I'm not working on the make-along because I still haven't picked my pattern. Um, I have confused and alarmed by all the choices, and I don't know what to pick. I'm having picking anxiety. Wow. So anyways, I'm working <laughs> on the Ingles sweater, which is just stock knit right now in, in the round from Boylan Knitworks. Very good. With uh, String NYC, Dolcetto DK. In gray, dark gray, and red. It's coming out nice, though. Thank you. You've actually got a lot done on that. It, you know, it doesn't look like it. But it's actually really long. It actually looks like you're almost done. Yeah, with the body. yeah, with the body. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm probably like two thirds through. Yeah, yeah. Like well, art sweater is just amazing that way where like you're like I'm knitting, I'm knitting, I'm knitting forever. This is never going to be done, and then all of a sudden you lift it up and you're like, whoa. Yeah, I kind of forgot at some point. <laughs> but yeah I'm just gonna keep on going maybe I'll have it done for Rhinebeck who knows maybe I wasn't even planning on doing a Rhinebeck sweater but maybe this will be a Rhinebeck sweater who knows there's time there's time Meg what you got um I am still doing the yoke increases on my sundrop pullover by Laura Aylor um I'm about half way done with the raglan increases this is my first raglan top so um it's been it's been interesting i'm kind of ready to move on to something else um <laughs> because it is just round after round of of kind of the same thing but i'm getting excited watching it grow i'm excited that i'm learning a new skill instead of just knowing how to do sweaters with round yokes now i know how to do a raglan yoke which is kind of cool um, and I'm knitting this out of Dragon Horde Yarn Gnome Tweed in the colorway Fairy Yule Tree. About you, Drea. I am still plugging away on the Akemi Shawl by Isabel Kramer. I have my um, make-along 
picked out, but I have not started it yet. I picked The Snail Tea Cozy by Ank Klempner. It's going to look like a snail. Yeah. It's going to be beautiful, really quirky, and um, I'm really looking forward to it. They they do uh, pipe cleaners <laughs> to make the eyes stand up. <laughs> That's really cool. So yeah, that will be coming eventually. I just haven't started it yet. I have not picked out like colors or, or yarn yet. So No, I'm in, I'm in the same boat because I had picked a project and then I decided to change my project. <laughs> um. Because I saw what somebody else was doing and I decided I wanted to do that instead. Oh, very good. Because I'm a follower. Um, yeah, I got heavily tempted by that person who's doing the octopus. I saw that one. I just know I won't finish it. I know I won't finish it. I know I will make one leg or like one <laughs> little head and then it will be a legless octopus forever. I got to figure it out. I got to find, maybe I just need to do a basic, basic tea cozy. Something just... Real straightforward. I believe in you. Yeah, you can you can do it. If you wanted to do the octopus, you could. I know my attention span's not there, Dre. <laughs> I feel that. I'm actually gonna do the uh the steak this coffee cozy like a couple of people are doing on on the uh on the Discord. Nice. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I really, really wanna try steaking and I figure this is a good painless way to try it without knitting a sweater and being terrified. So I have to pick out my colors and I have to, uh, I have to figure out what I'm going to do, but I, uh, I haven't done that yet. Be sure to check out our website, pardonmystash.com for more information, as well as pictures regarding our current projects, patterns, and yarns. For our topic this week, we are going to talk about crafting rituals. Could be knitting rituals, but um, I know not everybody is strictly knitting here. And So rituals, yeah. Uh, I'm glad you asked. So after I set the temperature to a nice 68 degrees, I uh, then, you know, decide to go sit on a, as comfortable of a couch as I can, which is typically my side of the reclining couch. Put on a blanket... Usually the Mickey Mouse one with the, with Sherpa, the Sherpa lining. Sherpa yes. lining, yeah. Yep, yep. Completely covers. Uh, gotta have a snack, gotta have a drink, just in case, because I don't want to get up. And yeah, uh, if my husband's not going to let me put the light on above our head, then I need the lights around my neck. And then I need total silence. Okay, that's in that's incorrect. <laughs> because like, like all of that is true. Except for the total silence. Except for the total silence <laughs> and the fact that you completely overlooked the fact that I would be shuffling in as you finished, like, setting yourself up mm-hmm. to claim the other side of the recliner yes. sofa. Yes, that's true. With my own blanket. Yep. And my own snacks. The gray blanket. Yeah. If I didn't take the Mickey blanket. Yeah. Was, if I took the Mickey blanket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Snacks. Usually some kind of meat and cheese platter in between us. 100%. Yeah. And sour gummies. Yeah. And Love Island in the background. Oh, yeah. Because we don't pay attention to it. We just look up every so often and go, oh. Oh, those are some poor life choices right there. <laughs> All right, Megan Jess, what about you? <laughs> no, I love I love our our, our ritual bonding yeah, through, through knitting and, and trash I TV. I don't know. It just I like feeling like I'm going to spend like a four to five hour period, even though it never turns into that because I always end up getting distracted on 
my phone or otherwise to do the uh to do the knits oh you also got to pick the knitting that you're in the mood for not me um i usually have one project going so i usually don't have to uh worry about picking a project i i can just whip it out and go I don't know. I feel like I have like a different ritual for all the things that I do. Knitting is the most like, or crocheting because those are, those are similar. And it's like during the hours, like when, when Meg is still awake or here, we will usually uh, find a comfy spot and figure out a movie or a documentary or something that we want. And we will put it on and just kind of, go and let it go we tend to try and uh find like longer movies like we'll do a marathon if we have more time or something or like a series that we can just let play so we don't have to worry about choosing a new thing to go to when the first thing ends we have gone through a lot of tv shows that way we have gone through a lot of tv shows or we'll watch lord of the rings or Unsolved mysteries that's a good one we were doing like cold case files for a while um so that's like that's like um what what I'm used to doing when uh like when we're doing that together. Um if it's just me um for knitting or crochet, I will throw on YouTube. Um cuz that's my jam and there's there's like a couple uh things that I'll watch and it's usually like um you know, the hidden lore behind certain video games that I'm into at the time or like stuff you might have missed or speed runs of things because I think those are really cool. Um, and then there's like this this game uh, that it, it's really weird, but it's called The Binding of Isaac. And there's oh a, I know, God. that's my go-to. Oh and my there's a, a specific um, YouTuber, Northern Lion, that I will watch do it. Because he doesn't talk about the game while he's playing. He, he, he's from Canada and he just talks about like stuff. And so I find that very therapeutic while, while I'm going. So I'll just like, I'll have the game going and him talking about something else and I'll be doing my, and it's great. And it's like, I can just focus on the three things all at the same time. And it's fantastic. Um, if I'm doing like drawing or painting or something, I, I throw on music. Um, and depending on what it is I'm I'm arting at the time depends on what genre of music it is, but I will I will go through that. I have like uh just an amalgamation now of random music in my Spotify list that I'm like, all right, today is a this sort of music day. Today is like a this is, today is just for instrumentals. Today is like I'll do some vocals too. You know what? We're just gonna do randoms right now. So. That is, that is how I get down. I feel like I do the same thing. Like if I'm, if I'm drawing versus knitting or, or even sewing, because I used to do that too. Mm. We used to do costumes and stuff. Yep. If I were sewing, then um, I would create a disaster of the living room and then put on a very loud Disney movie that I would ignore, but sing to. <laughs> well that takes me back yep to yeah. like summer 2007 yeah with the days when your your room was like a sea of fiberglass and jess's yep. sewing machine was in the living room and there was just a sea of fabric and i would and disney movies playing yeah every day and jess would just look at me without even like saying hi she'd be like 
it's all going away the day after the con. Just and trust me. Would. And it did. It did. It was like it a freaking miracle. <laughs> it was an absolute sea of crap until like immediately the day following. <laughs> yep. That was funny. Everything got put away then. It's because like my eye was twitching at that point. Well, that was the understanding we had at my house. So that was just how we did it. I mean, granted, when I was living with my parents still, I had a door I could shut, but... <laughs> Yeah, I remember those days. <laughs> those were good days. I wouldn't want to go back to them, but they were no, fun at the time. They were fun at the time. But I'm a lot like you with withdrawing, though. I'll I'll put my noise canceling headphones on, and then I'll put on, um, usually some kind of instrumental music, um, maybe like a like a video game soundtrack or something, yeah. or even green noise, and just like ride the waves until I'm done doing my art. Yeah, I do the same thing with coding. I have to have the noise canceling headphones on. Sometimes I don't even put anything on. I just need to have I, I can't think I can't hear other stuff when my brain is talking. I'm trying to discuss logic in my head. So it's either got to be lo-fi music or it's got to be nothing. Um but when it comes to knitting, I feel like knitting is so second nature to me at this point so I don't feel like I need to focus as hard on it unless it's a specific like it's a complicated project like that mystery project I'm doing I can't I can't just sit and do that because every row is different and and it's very hard to memorize because it's like randomly it doesn't you don't knit as it presents so it's like I can't like just remember what I was doing mm -hmm. it's kind of frustrating so that one I have to Focus on. Focus. But yeah, if I'm just like... Most of the time if I'm knitting, it's it's secondary to whatever it is that I'm actually doing. Like, I'll, I'll be watching a movie or I'll be... Um, yeah, I can't just knit. No. I have fidget fingers. I, I need I need something to do. Like, and, and I could be knitting and waiting in line yep. or knitting, like, at the carpool line or I could be, like, knitting and, like, listening to a meeting Yep. Or knitting and watching a show, mm -hmm. or knitting and talking to somebody, but I can't just knit. Knitting's a comfort. Yeah. Something to do with my hands. Exactly. What about you, Meg? Are your knitting rituals different when you're by yourself versus when you're when you're with Jess? So I was actually thinking about, you know, when you guys came up with the rituals. I'm I'm like very um I'm a very ritualistic person. Um and I do a lot of things like in certain orders. And not realizing until a few years ago, like, that I did that. It was just kind of like, I just sort of thought that was the way everybody did it. Um, one of the things that I do before I start a project, um, I like everything to be completely neat and organized. Um, I will clear off every surface close to me, like, in the area that I'm going to be working in. I will wind all of the balls of yarn for the project, unless it's like a sweater where I'm going to be using like multiple balls of the same color. But if I'm doing like a color work, even if it's going to be weeks before I get to that second color, I will roll that ball as well. Um, I will get all the needles, stitch markers, etc. Kind of like, um, like a, a cook getting all of like the things out together. Yeah. All um, the ingredients. 
Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, even if they're all just going to wind up in my in my bag at the end of it, like, they're not going to stay there until I get to use them. But I like to make sure I have everything out and I know where everything is because nothing pisses me off more than, you know, I get to the part in the pattern and they're like, okay, switch to size four needles. And I'm like, shit, where are the size four needles? I didn't get those. I didn't know where they were. Um, and then I have to stop everything and go get the needles and it ticks me off. There is nothing more inconvenient than needing to get up after you got comfy yes. with your project and having to go Absolutely. find something. Yeah, and and half the time I'm like, oh, the needles that I wanted are in another project. So now I got to find the, uh, the, what's it called? The ends for the cords so I can take the needles off and put them on my project. It's just, it's obnoxious. So I like to know where everything is. Um, one of the things that I have gotten into the habit of doing again, and I'm, I'm, angry with myself and disappointed with myself and this will be short-lived um but it is something that I did when uh, our daughter was about a year and a half old um I started falling asleep very early at night like 8 30 8 45 and waking up early in the morning um at a time that is inconvenient for falling back to sleep um, you I know, remember you talking about this. Yep. And I hate it. Um, and in the last week I've started doing it again and it really, really sucks. Um, because I could go back to sleep. I definitely have enough time to go back to sleep, but I also know that if I do, I'm going to be a zombie when the alarm goes off. Fair. So what I take to doing instead is I get up and I go down to our, our basement and I take my knitting and I sit in the basement, finished basement with uh, whatever cat sees fit to join me. Um, they'll usually come down and be like, what are you doing? Like, why are you even awake? Um, and I put on one of my three comfort shows for knitting at an ungodly hour of the morning. And those tend to be, uh, they're all period pieces. It's either... Downton Abbey, Bridgerton, or The Crown. Right now it's The Crown. Um, I have seen every episode of all three of these shows. It doesn't matter. I don't need to really pay attention. I skip the episodes that I'm like, eh, I wasn't crazy about this one. I've seen it before. Um, and I just kind of zen out. Um, my only concern is that this habit tends to move back in time of hours like it started out and at first I thought that was a great idea because I'm like oh I'll get up at four and I'll knit for like an hour and a half and then I'll get up and go to work and it'll be great and that'll be my knitting time and after enough time went by I noticed I was waking up earlier and earlier and earlier it got to the point where I was waking up at two in the morning Ooh, I know I know I know and it was really bad and you know it was it seemed great at first because I'm like I'll go to bed early and then I will have all this time to knit, you know, first thing in the morning. Um, but the worst part is it would backfire. And then I would get tired again at like five. And then it was an even worse time to be getting tired. Um, so I'm trying to nip that before it gets too bad this time because I, I know I can't. But uh, spring break is in two days and then I won't need to wake up early. So I can just force myself to go back to sleep. So hopefully this won't be long, longer than a couple of days. But that is my like alone knitting ritual. If I'm knitting by myself or on Thursday nights when Jess isn't there, 
Um, I will usually put on, I save that. That's all my, my me shows that Jess does not want to watch with me. Um, usually involving a lot of dialogue, a lot of period drama. See, I also, I also like period pieces though. Oh, my, com- my comfort period, period piece is, um, Pride and P- Prejudice. Which one? Uh, the one with, uh, Colin Firth. Oh, you know, I have not seen that one all the way through yet. It's good. I have seen it's parts. good. That one's my favorite. I have never uh, gone all the way because it is long. It is a long period piece. Oh yes, and uh, and if Frank isn't home or like, there have been a couple times where Frank's gone um, gone away for a few days, and I'll just put that on and get so much knitting done. Or if I'm having trouble sleeping. I'll stay up late and I'll watch um, and I'll watch either uh, I, I liked the the Netflix Marvel television series like Daredevil and Punisher and uh, the, the Defenders like I'll just like marathon through all of those by myself. It's like my comfort show. I will say we we make a lot of of my watching um, Ken Burns the Civil War. Um, that is not a me crafting saga. I cannot knit to Ken Burns the Civil War. I've tried. Well, but you can write your thesis listening to Ken I, That is a show. That is that is my. You know what? When I have to write my thesis for my for my next masters, I will probably be watching it again. But I'll it, come over and listen I, to it with you. <laughs> it's not like I did. I will say the first time that I um I plied on my spinning wheel, I was watching the Civil War, um because it needs to be something that I. I can't be paying too much attention to it because I have seen it so many times now. Yeah. So knitting, I actually do watch TV, so I cannot watch that. It's like, okay, I have seen, I, I know exactly what's happening. So I kind of get bored. I will say that I never drink anything other than water when I'm knitting, unless it's coffee with a lid. I don't like to drink any open beverages because I'm afraid of spilling. But like, okay, so for the celebratory knitting, so yeah, I do. I would say I have a bit of a ritual with that. So it's like when a special occasion happens in your life that you need to make a project for. So for me, I don't make a lot of things for a lot of people. But one thing I do like to make is when a new baby's in the family, mm-hmm. I like to do a matching hat and blanket set out of like a super chunky yarn. And the only reason why I like doing it is because for one, you always get these like nice blankets or really not nice blankets. Like there's ones that are like when you when you have the baby, like you have the practical ones, but they're not pretty. Mm-hmm. And then you have the impractical ones that you're afraid to get dirty. So I do kind of an in-between it's practical enough that you can clean it. So I use like a, you know, an acrylic yarn or something like that. But it's, I make it in a nice pattern so it looks fancy. Fancier than it is. Fancier than it is. Yeah. yeah. So like I, I gave one to um, my cousins when they had their first kids. And uh, I believe to, yep. Yeah. To my husband's best friend's kids and to my niece when she was born. I gave them all a set of something, but, um, that's like, that's, that's the only thing I really like. I, I am making a special gift for another person in my family, but you know, they keep postponing the event. So it kind of keeps postponing my gift. <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> no, no, it's very convenient. <laughs> 
because I'm like, all right, that's where that works. But um, and then uh, and then knitting to go. I always have to have something to go. Always have to have something prepared, some kind of bag, some kind of thing. And I usually bring two things. I usually bring one thing that I can focus on and one thing that I can't. Oh, yeah. You got to have multiples. Which Dre was saying she doesn't. She only has the one. Yeah. But you see, um, I have found that I work better on patterns that are something that looks complicated, but are actually very easy. I don't actually have to pay attention to anything that I'm really doing. I just need to know what the row is doing. I, I kind of plan ahead for myself. And it doesn't matter what size the project is. Like, I'm going to work on this shawl everywhere until it's done. That's it's, dedication. I get lost when I have more than one project going. My last stream that I did, I pulled out all these whips I haven't touched in a year. Very good. That was a bad decision, bro. <laughs> I was like, I don't, it was like my own pat. The worst part was the one I decided to work on was my own pattern and I forgot how to do it. And everybody was laughing at me, but it was like a good laugh. Like, haha, you forgot your own pattern. And I'm like, so yeah, is your ritual starting projects and never finishing them? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I do eventually finish some. Yeah. I don't not have no, no finished projects. No, that's true. Um, I, you know what I, I think my problem is I keep picking big ones. I have a lot of big projects. I have like seven sweaters of, for different things, like, one for my kid, one for one kid, one for the other kid, couple for me, like, and you can't, you just can't finish that, that fast. It just doesn't work. Yeah. So. I have a sweater I want to cast on so badly. I have the yarn that I want to cast on for it. <laughs> and I'm forcing myself to get like at least halfway with this one before casting it on because I know otherwise neither of them will get done. I'll just be like going back and forth between the two. So I guess if you had to put it as a ritual, mm -hmm. the ritual is I get very distracted by shiny sweater patterns and start casting them on. I will do the yoke. Usually I get to the yoke and the sleeve split and then I'm, it's, it just sits. <laughs> I do the whole top, the complicated part. And then I get to the easy part and I'm like, nope, I'm good. Well, that's oh, yeah, because the easy part, part is also the part. boring part. Yeah. Just like, boring. when it's the straight stock in that, it's just like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm no longer interested in this project. But this one I think I've stuck with because I actually want to wear it. I'm really, really excited to wear it. And sometimes I like making certain sweaters, but I'm not necessarily, like, excited to wear them. I just think that they're interesting patterns and I want to, like, try them out. Yeah. But this one's actually something I probably would wear, like, often. Trying. Slogging through. <laughs> for a while every time like you made me think about it when you were saying you would make um clothes but for a while every time someone um a close friend or a family member had a new baby i would make a dragon toy for them oh yeah toy for them it was they were always dragon ish i still have katarina's <laughs> yeah so yeah so i i i would that that was my thing for a while which is kind of nice because it's they they're usually um crochet and they went pretty fast for me um another thing i don't always do but a lot of times i will especially after like if i do a long knit project i will switch to a crochet project for the next one and then and then before i go back and i don't know why because it's i mean sometimes i'll finish a crochet project faster but not always but i think it's just like the change of pace on the pattern and the the stitches so kind of like a little refresher yeah i do get kicks 
Like sometimes I'll like um depending on like what I'm working on. I always try to keep one stock net thing so that I can just do a quick row of absolutely no thinking. I could also do like I sometimes I get into like a brioche kick, so then all my projects that I'm actively working on are brioche or a cable kick and then everything I'm working on has cables. I mean, technically speaking, you could call us doing these episodes a ritual. We do. We do get together every every Tuesday. And we knit and in we talk some, about knitting. In some capacity. Sometimes we don't, like uh, once in a while, but most of the time we are. Routine. See, I would actually be really interested in finding out what everybody else's crafting routines and rituals are. So if you're listening to this and you're following us on Instagram, make sure you comment on this post because actually um, we kind of want to know. Some knitters knit, knit seasonally. Some knitters like to only knit outside. Some knitters only knit for charity. Is some knitters like to make uh, things that are reflective and meaning that they have personal significance or meaning. So such as a shawl or blanket made with yarn from a special trip. I think I'm just an equal opportunity knitter. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, that's the only thing. Like, I definitely don't understand the seasonal. I knit, it could be 100 degrees out. I remember I was, we were at that uh, cabin this August. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to knit. I was like, well, I'm hot. Nope. Time to go in. <laughs> not, not, not time to go in because it's hot. Time to go in because it's hot and I can't knit at the same time. So I'm going to go in so I can keep knitting. Yeah. I might change the type of yarn I'm using. Like I might switch to my cotton projects over or my a, heavy wool. Or a linen. Yeah. Yeah. But like I'm I'm still knitting. Yeah. I'll I'll be knitting even if my fingers are sweaty. Like I don't care. I definitely don't have specific times of year where I knit more, especially now, but I used to go through stages with no rhyme or reason where I would stop knitting for a while. I don't do it anymore. I, there, there will be times when I like prefer to do more knitting. I find in the winter, I tend to churn out pat, uh, projects faster than in the summer. And, and mainly I think it's because with summer, I'm, I'm, it sounds counterproductive, but I'm home. And I feel like there's a lot of other stuff I should be doing. Whereas in the winter, it's like, well, it's cold. I'm not going to go outside. <laughs> and well, there's also that instant gratification of finishing a project and then getting to use it right away. Right. In the summer, you're like, cool, I finished the sweater. Yay. <laughs> that away for a few months. Um, but yeah, it's, it, there's, I could never, I could not put a, put a pin on it though and say like, I, I don't knit in the summer or I don't knit in the fall or whatever there. It comes and goes. I had that long period of time where I um, didn't knit for several years. I did that too. Yeah. I don't, but yeah. I don't know why I can't, I'm like trying to think back as to why I stopped and also how I started again. I can't, I couldn't tell you. I know I stopped cause I, I, I mean, well, it was a kind of a hectic time. I was, I had just gotten married. I graduated school. It was just like getting your first job. It was just a hectic time. But yeah. I don't remember when I, I think I restarted again, maybe a couple years after I got married and I made these horrible hats. I have pictures of them. <laughs> terrible, terrible hats. Just, just, oh, really bad. Um, and, but yeah, I couldn't tell you why other than like, it was crazy. Um, why I, or why I picked it back up. 
I can't imagine not knitting now. Yeah, I say that, but I do go days without knitting. Oh, no. Yeah, days. But I mean, like, years. I can't imagine myself not picking it up for a long ass time. I I did that, too. Yeah. But I also think that it's a, at least for me, it's an out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. So if if I'm not looking at my supplies and if I'm not looking at my yarn and I'm not looking at, um my projects like I could very easily just put it down and then never pick it up again I find myself struggling with trying to fit everything that I want to do into one day and Mm. if if it is nice out and it comes down to I can sit at home and knit or I can go outside it sorry knitting it's not a contest I'll come back to you when it's dark outside (laughs) um and that's that's kind of been more my issue lately why I haven't been finishing stuff I really wish I could have that problem because I really need to go outside. I have I have quite a vitamin D deficiency. <laughs> also, I need to like exercise and I just, I keep, no, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna work just a little bit longer. Oh, it's dark out. Never mind. Like, yeah, you know. I will say that's a major benefit to going into work so damn early mm. is getting out so damn early. Yeah. <laughs> You know, people are like, how the hell do you do it? And I'm like, well, I don't mind going into work for 645 if I can be out by three. It's not bad. Well, that's it for this week's topic. For additional content and opportunities to connect with the cast, check out our Patreon or our website at partofmystash.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more laughs, love, and llamas at part of my stash.